Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Let's cook, 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 let's cook, let's eat. Let's eat. 3CR 855am digital, 3cr.org.au. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues. Knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. I'm Sally Goldner, your host for the hour. 3CR proudly broadcasting from the lands of original inhabitants and paying respects to elders past and present. We also acknowledge our lesbian, gay, bi, trans, intersex and queer Indigenous elders who in turn include sister girls and brother boys and acknowledge their contributions to diversity on and around the land. And of course, welcome to listeners of all genders, including but not limited to ladies and gentlemen. Well, a bit of a laid-back sort of show today for um, this particular one, um, being a bit more musical and seeing, well, where, where does music lead us when it has something to do with gender? Um, so, yes, we opened up with Shania Twain, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Um, yep, good little play on words. I mean, one article I saw once on the net said this wasn't a song to do about gender. I kind of sort of think it did in a little way. I'm, I have to point out that the musical selections today are not necessarily objective. They're just subjective and random, and we'll see what sort of topics they bring up. But I suppose the title of Shania's fabulous track from around the turn of the century um, does lead to a question. What does it mean to feel like? Um, you, um, someone it was interesting in a recent um, panel discussion where a lot of... Um, um, people um, were, um, you know, were um, sort of discussing gender. We'd always, when we talked about gender identity, put our hands on our heart and throat chakras, which is kind of curious in a way um, that um, that was our approach to um, sort of, um, you know, signify that it's how we felt our gender in our heart and soul sort of thing and that it wasn't um, just about... Um, 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 you know, sort of anything else. And of course, you know, it might sound obvious, but every trans and gender diverse person I've ever spoken to always talks to me about, well, there was an awareness from a very early age, all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, so, um, you know, it does, it has to be something inside. Of course, you know, people also then talk about, well, is it nature or nurture? And of course, my response to that is, I don't really care. You are who you are. Does it really matter? Why do we have to justify? Well, of course, we don't have to justify. Do you have any thoughts on that? Um, perhaps um, you can get in touch with the show to have a think about anything that we're discussing, including, um, you know, is what what was your earliest awareness of gender, perhaps, um, as a, well, as a trans or gender diverse person or someone who's thought about it? I have happily met people who say, well, look, I... You know, I did question something. I stopped and thought about it. You know, just because I had, say, a, a female body, did I have to fit into a certain box? And they said, well, yeah, I'm happy with that box, which is just as cool. Of course it's good. Um, wish more people would do it. People who perhaps, 
often think the people um, who you know go on about who are, in our opinion, in my opinion, would be considered anti-trans are probably the ones who need to do it more. And look, maybe they can't. Maybe there's a deep trauma there that stops them accepting some sort of truth about their gender identity, their outer gender expression or their deeper gender expression. These are all things that are possible. But, um, you know, we also live in a society that puts, sadly, the left brain, if you like, ahead of the of feelings um, and the so-called right brain. We have to be logical and prove things. Well, when cisgender people are asked to prove themselves, um, I'll agree with that. You know, um, we, you know, the whole twisted arguments that people use. So, yeah, um, you can feel like who you are. Um, and um, if you want to get in touch with the show, I um, should have mentioned that you can do so um, via email, out of the pan 855 at gmail.com. Text 61401078981, tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. Or look for um, the entries on Facebook on my page, Sally Goldner, or Out of the Pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne. Lots of ways to do it. Um, so, yeah, um, what are your thoughts? Um, feelings, you know, and we look at, um, sadly, I think the psychiatric profession. I mean, when you look at the psychiatric profession and one of the key of parts of its so-called evolution was um, the so-called Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, DSM, the listing, if you like. I won't say holy book. I think given um, perhaps when this might be broadcast, that might not be considered so holy. But um, you've got to look at the first version of the DSM, as it's abbreviated to, emerged from World War II Army Psychiatry. Just a bit macho and having that particular perspective. So it did tend to judge and negate feelings a lot. And, you know, feelings that someone was a gender identity different to what was expected, well, it was up until DSM version 4, which was in effect until around three or four years ago, gender identity disorder. Oh, please. Um, now, gender dysphoria, at least a more neutral name, but some pe- a lot of people would say, why is it still in there? Um, well, I often say, to be honest, a lot of um, the DSM is pretty, ju- you know, is used in a judgmental way. It shouldn't be, and it's not. Maybe whether it's meant to be or not, we can argue that one until the proverbial cows and everything come home and bulls and non-gendered bovine creatures. But um, you know, it's just the judgment that's put on anyone who has any sort of, um, you know, sort of, I'll say, situation. I don't even like the word condition. Um, that's listed in the DSM. You know, if we look at the issues, that the challenges of broader mental health issues, um, people experiencing schizophrenia or schizoid effect, um, bipolar 1 and 2 and cyclothymia, all those sorts of things. Um, wow. Um, and it's instant, oh, you've got a mental illness, and there's almost this, you know, sneery look on someone's face when they, as they say that. So, yeah, um, uh, feelings are often negated. And I think that's a very, very sad thing when that happens. So let's stop negating feelings where you know, feelings you know, are allowed to happen. What about so-called, someone would say that, what about negative feelings? Well, you've got to feel, it's feeling them is okay. It's how you deal with them. If you take your stuff out on someone else, Houston, that's a real problem. So yeah, um, think about it. So yes, it's okay to feel the way you feel, in the words of Shania. Um, we heard an alternative version of that track. Um, it was a bit of a special one from many years ago. Um, I think that's important. Trans and gender diverse people are special. But seriously, um, to use that 
quote that famous philosopher, um, if you're doing something as honestly as you can, not harming anyone, preferably being nice to anyone, that's what matters in the words of Batman to Robin, um, so long as it's for good and not evil purposes. All right, um, let's have some more tracks that have some gender stuff. And, of course, one of Australia's great songwriters um, cottoned on to this, although not under his usual name. You'll probably recognise um, this voice, but it's from an album under a different artist's name. Have a listen, see what you think, and then let's see where it leads. Um, 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au. Out of the pan with Sally. If you want to hear us slam the atomic industry, then tune into the Radioactive Show on 3CR, 10am Saturdays. Subscribe to your award-winning independent community radio, bringing you coverage of community issues and events. This is Beard of Base Camp. Welcome to the Little Red Salangi Treehouse. As you said, I'm going to the East West Tunnel ticket, as it usually does, starts at 5.30am. Uh, the Lincoln Melbourne Authority have come here in the middle of the night and set up another drill rig here on Gold Street. The police were pretty keen to defend that with all their resources this morning. And I think for Australians... In order to know ourselves, really fully know ourselves, in order to mature, we need to understand Aboriginal culture. We need to embrace it and realise that in coming here, you're now part of the longest continuing culture in the world. We need your support. Subscribe today. Call 9419 8377 now. Well, um, maybe not quite now if you're listening on a Sunday, but... um, Make a note to call during office hours with roughly 9 till 5, Monday to Friday on um, 03 94198377. If you're outside Australia and you like the station, 613, etc., etc., 94198377. And all join online um, with the relevant piece of plastic. So prior to the messages, heard from... Um, the wonderful Professor Ratbaggy, and you're saying that voice sounded familiar because, of course, it was. So, um, Professor Ratbaggy, I think, is a very good friend of Paul Kelly, and that album came out in 2003. Very different um, musical style and approach, um, and with um, the magnificence of Professor Ratbaggy, produced with Andy Borwin, um, and um, very familiar musicians. Um, Professor Ratbaggy are Steve Hadley on bass, Bruce Hames on keyboards, Paul Gelly on guitar and Peter Luscombe on drums um, and um, lots of good songs there. But an interesting one, Manish Woman, um, where are you from, um, tattoos, that sort of thing. And of course goes right in a way to the heart of gender and gender expression and gender identity and compare and contrast therein to wit. Um, you know, it's interesting... How people still, you know, so can be very, very binary, I suppose, um, 
and have a very um, binary approach, all that sort of thing, um, you know, to um, everything, you know. If you're born with a certain body, you've got to be a macho dude. And if you're born with that other certain body, and I say other in inverted commas, well, yeah, you've just got to be a um, a feminine female, which of course is not true. You could have a different identity. You could have a different expression to that expected. I think sometimes people forget expression is more than just the clothes you wear. Um, it can be how um, things that are a little less visible and tangible, how you stand, how you communicate, um, you know, um, I had often jokingly say I had a situation many um, few a couple of years ago doing a training session where people kept talking over myself and my co-facilitator. So at first, I suppose maybe it was our instinct, regardless of our gender identity, but I suppose we're nice, caring, sharing people. We said, look, it's really hard for the rest of the class to... Um, you know, sort of um, hear everything and concentrate if other people are talking, could we talk one at a time? The people kept doing it. So we just said, shut up, maybe, or something like that. Not ideal, but it worked. So having access to various means of masculine and feminine expression, of course, is a wonderful thing, a great advantage to have. Um, but a society, you know, can often frown on that. You know, women are told they're too aggressive. Men can't cry. Blah, please. So, yes, be a mannish woman, be a womanish man, be a non-binary man, be a non-binary, non-binary. You be whatever you want. Um, so Again, so long as you're, um, you know, doing it for good and not evil purposes, um, it's pretty easy. Um, so, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Um, do we still limit people? Is it shifting? You know, are we in a place like Melbourne, which generally speaking um, can be a little more respectful of um, diversity? Is it better? Or are we in a bubble? You know, so um, give us a call um, or no, give us a call. Get in touch with us by all the means of communication um, out of the pan855 at gmail.com. Text 61401078981. Tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line, or Facebook out of the pan 3CR 855 AM Melbourne or my page, um, Sally Goldner, and leave your comments. Um, yeah, it's um, an interesting thought. And I think, you know, I think going a bit deeper, I do wonder on some of the more political level at the moment, whether the, you know, the blokey blokes who think they have a right to coerce people, there's nothing really wrong in itself with being a blokey bloke. It's how you behave. You know, we see this in Australian politics at the extreme right and, you know, around the world that uh, maybe they sort of deep down in the quiet place in their heart know that that misuse of gendered power, that is evil purposes, Rob, um, Robin, um, that maybe they know they can't do it anymore and it's dying, but they don't know how to change. Now, you know, maybe they can't. Maybe their emotional roots on gender run, have dug too deep. They're too deep-rooted and... Not only would you need a spade or you might need a very powerful earth mover to uproot them, that sort of thing. But, um, you know, it can't go on forever um, that, you know, those sort of people do misuse their power. And we, I think we see that at the moment in the, the last bastions of that sort of political and business power where it's just got to stop. It cannot um, continue in that mould. And... Um, yeah, we need to um, have a think about it. So it does affect power. Of course, um, it can happen in many sectors, the corporate sector. 
often, you know, I get very grumpy in the, when I see the corporate sector say, look, we're increasing our percentage of women on board. And I don't, it's not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but if you're not changing the culture as well, if you're not, um, you know, if those women on boards are told, God, you know, that if for a second they cry, well, they're not going to be thrown off because they're not considered strong enough, then that's not enough. Numbers alone are not enough. Some people, you know, digressing from that, um, you know, how then if we want to do, get better representation of gender on board, on boards and um, governing bodies and that sort of thing, where do non-binary people fit in? Well, there's a few approaches that I've heard. One, one of the best ones, which is an example, is if you've got 40% males, 40% females, and 20% can be not non-binary, but just anyone, then you've got a reasonable mix. We're not going to get probably everything to 50-50, and of course we can't. Um, so if you have a sort of reasonably, reasonably proportionate spread and do the cultural work, I think then that's really, really important. It's not enough alone to just um, roll along and put the numbers on the board. I often think that if you don't do any cultural work, you're going to need two-thirds to three-quarters, um, you know, if you don't do any conscious cultural work um, to change a culture in an organisation. But if you do the work, um, engage with people who can see where perhaps corporate culture is breaking down um, and not being inclusive on gender, on how people speak and all the rest, then maybe you can have your organisation will benefit from managed women, womenish men, and as I say, non-binary, non-binary, and any combination thereof with therein to wit. All right, I'm going to do a couple of tracks now from Icarus, um, featuring Simon Devoyle from many years ago. Um, you can still, if you search engine, you can find Simon's uh, film, Funny Kind of Guy, which was um, a winner at the Queer Film Festival many years ago, 2005, a vintage year was the year this program started, but that's only my bias. Um, so I'm going to do a couple of tracks um, to um, think about gender a bit more, um, and I think from a trans man, which is really, really um, important as well. So let's have a listen to Icarus, 3CR. 855am digital 3cr.org.au out of the pan with Sally. Icarus and Simon Devoyle from around 2005, a track that featured on the movie. Gosh, a trans movie with a soundtrack. Gotta like that. Um, and funny kind of guy. Um, prior to that, we heard Wiser. Um, now, there's a couple of good songs to talk gender, of course. So I'm talking about this before, trans, and talk about it many times. Trans and gender diverse people um, have some amazing perspectives on the world. Um, and, you know, oh, my biased opinion, well, maybe not, are uh, wiser. So um, Simon DeVoyle really had that um, put down well. Um, an amazing story and funny kind of guy, how someone starts out in the UK and ends up in Brisbane. Um, slight contrast in climate, but um, love will do that for you. I'll, um, you know, sort of be with who I want to be, I think, was um, part of the first words of um, the words of the first track, Wiser. Um, and yet all those descriptions, you know, as the transition was happening, you know, um, a funny kind of guy, a curvy kind of guy as um, things hadn't quite um, diminished up top yet so to speak um, so of course you can be your body can be any way you want you sexual orientation can be what it needs to be with trans um, if you're trans and gender diverse diversity 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 don't we love it but again people you know wanting to shove us in boxes um, make it all 
make it sound all too hard. Um, you've got to wonder about that, don't you? Boxes, boxes, boxes. As um, as is the old saying, you know, they're only really good for carrying things out of supermarkets in, um, and then hopefully independent ones. But occasionally we do need the bigger ones anyway. Um, but um, yeah, a great a great perspective on that. And um, I haven't. I'm not sure if Icarus has been recording since, but. Um, um, Simon was actually an early guest on this show um, in that vintage year of 2005 and lovely, lovely human. And you know, that leads to something as well, you know, um, that you've got someone who, you know, is just trying to live their life and, you know, trans and gender diverse people. Yes, I think we are wiser, but again, biased. But look, we've also got our same faults and flaws like all, um, all those cisgender people. Um because we're human, but um, you know, this is an, it also leads to the issue of minor, people in minorities are expected to be perfect. Um, well, no, we never said that either. Um, you know, we're just trying to live, and the thing is, we, there's more pressure on us to be perfect when we've got all that stress from discrimination. And gosh forbid, we raise our voice once in anger, and it's like, see, all you people are angry. Well, maybe we've got a damn right to be angry. Um, even if we're not perfect, um, even if we are wiser, maybe we've got the wisdom to get in touch with our feelings. See, this shows um, links. Um, it's it's connected. It's holistic. It's um, not really, but that was a good idea. Seriously, um, yeah, um, you know, um, um, yeah. There is that huge effort, um, sort of minority stress factor of perfectionism, um, yet someone to use a straw case, um, to use a case study, Mark Latham can be as angry as all get out, and that's considered normal, but he's a cisgender male, so it's you know expected and it's almost even considered okay, but you know, gosh forbid a female person or any trans or gender diverse person loses their temper, um, and it's instantly, see, all you people are angry, so... Um, um, you know, we uh, have to be wiser to um, overcome the double standards, to use my favourite saying, although um, that, um, you know, when you break through barriers, you can't be equal. You have to be better than the person you put down the barriers in the first place, although at the time of recording this show, that person's facing some bullying allegations, um, Mr John Bradshaw Layfield, allegations. Um, so, yes, um, we don't love it, Maggle or Morrow. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, um, things to, things to consider, but you do have to be a bit better, but maybe we are, um, easier than the person who doesn't have to think about anything in terms of gender identity or sexual orientation. And I'm guessing it might be similar for other groups that face discrimination. You know, some, you know, it's sad that we have to go through all that just to be ourselves, whereas other people don't. But on the other hand, we do when we get there, which, um, is quite interesting. Hmm, always things to consider. All right. Um, so, yeah, um, what do you think? Um, you know, do how do we make sure that we apply consistent standards across um, the broader community and minority groups? Um, as someone said to me a little bluntly once, well, there are assholes in minority groups, you know, and that's true. But, um, you know, and I think, you know, you've got to call out bad behaviour. But um, if it's not the case... Um, you know, sorry, if um, if it is the case, but um, to only call out the bad behaviour on one side and not the other is not on. Um, but um, yeah, um, how to deal with it consistently can really be a challenge. So um, yeah, 
Um, but yeah, we, as I say, we don't call it out on sometimes people in majorities who are allowed to say outrageous things. An example of that, um, to digress a bit, is often um, you know GLBTI people are told that we have to engage, and if heaven forbid we called those who would disagree with us bigots, we're told, oh, they won't engage with you all. Are they real? Are some of those people really engaging with us? No, they're not, and they're allowed to call LGBTI people all sorts of things. Double standards, yeah, can exist in lots of ways. Interesting what happens when we brainstorm these things to do with gender. What do you think? How do we combat double standards? How do we call them out reasonably or do we call them out at all? Um, Do we call people in, as the saying goes? How do we connect to people? I mean, how many chances do you give someone who keeps say, making, mucking up with transphobic remarks or homophobic or biphobic or misgendering or um, being sexist. Um, you know, if someone misgenders me once and they go, sorry, and it never happens again, well, that's all good. But I remember a situation once where I did the sensible, polite thing and said, look, I use female pronouns and this person goes, oh, sorry, she. And I was just like, hey, call it dude. Um, you know, I did the right thing. You've had the hissy fit. Yeah, people try to project their stuff onto other people, which isn't wise in the words of Icarus. All right, two nice, quiet, acoustic-ish tracks from Icarus and Simon DeVoyle. Um, Just in case you were feeling all nice and mellow, I'm going to shatter that mood immediately um, because um, I'm going to do something completely different. Uh, Mechanical Black, a band of four trans people who um, recorded in the late 2000s um, up in Sydney. And, well, trans people have to sort of do this as well too. You're sort of having having to end up being reborn. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally. That woke you up, didn't it? 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au, out of the pan with Sally. Um, have a couple of messages and then wind up a show looking at um, various ideas on music in gender. CR presents a great night of entertainment at Bella Union, Thursday the 27th of April. Jonathan Alley will MC a stellar lineup, including... 3CR DJs Kate and Susie spinning tracks for a lazy Thursday night. Fiona Scott Norman's one-woman show, The Needle and the Damage Done. Ian McFarlane's book launch of the Encyclopedia of Australian Rock and Pop Music. And an unleashed version of Super Flutie's free association radio show, with Clem Basto, Casey Bonetto, Scott Edgar and Christos Chorkas. That's Saturday the 27th Thursday, the 27th of April, Bella Union at Trades Hall. Doors open at 6.30. For tickets, go to bellaunion.com.au or at the door if not sold out. This is a 3CR benefit. So see you there. Hi, I'm Rod Quantock and you're listening to Fill in the Dots. You know who you're listening to. Why do I have to tell you who you're listening to? You know who you're listening to. You're listening to, yes, Fill in the Dots. 
3CR Community Radio. You got it right. You've won a giraffe. Uh, we're at 855am. We're on digital radio and streaming at 3cr.org.au. 3CR has been making trouble since 1976 and occasionally I've been part of the trouble that's been made. It's a vital part of our uh, media landscape and I'd encourage you to get a hacksaw, an oxyacetylene torch and go up to the Dandenongs and, and bring down all those broadcast towers that aren't 3CR's towers and let's make 3CR the only source of information to an information-starved, dumbed-down Australian community. Written, authorised and spoken by... By Neil Mitchell. 3AW stalking Melbourne. No, that's not us. Um, 3CR 855am digital 3cr.org.au and on demand out of the pan with Sally. We heard prior to the messages from Mechanical Black from their 2009 album of light and easy music. Not really, no. Um, just a bit different to that. Um, and it was interesting how they changed from, in terms of look, when they were in a, some of the band members were in a band called One, um, Loki, Hex, and Mel, and the crew. Um, quite amazing. Um, and that was Reborn. Well, trans and gender diverse people, of course, um, you know, often in a way, it's an interesting one. I was going to say often a reborn. I think often's a reasonable word. I know for me, my life didn't feel right the first 29 years or so. It's sometimes now feels like a past life that seems very distant um, in a way. I remember um, once I did do a bit of um, sort of spiritual type of work and the person I was working with said, gosh, have you had a soul transplant? It kind of is that way. Of course, it was the soul that was always there. It was just buried for a time um, because um, I was told to live another way. But, you know, the other side of the coin is are you reborn? Well, you know, as I say, you're sort of mentally, emotionally, Spiritually, you're in a happier, healthier sort of life place and being a bit reborn. But the other side of the coin is, um, you know, um, well, um, are you reborn? I'm not so sure, you know, because people who are, you know, in a relationship and or have children, well, particularly the children, you know, you can't really just ignore that previous part of your life um, if you are someone who is trans or gender diverse, um, you know, it's, um, of course it's not that simple. So, yeah, um, you, you're sort of reborn and then you're not. And I think that creates some sort of twists, turns and complications. I know for me that, you know, from the physical age of 29 and even ongoing, I feel like I'm trying to constantly calibrate my emotional, physical, spiritual, mental for who I really am being, and it's like trying to clear up mess of 29 years, trying to um, deal with that can be, you know, it can be different for some people. And I think it can, that in, that sort of um, trying to be one person when you're not leads to a lot of baggage to create. I think um, that obviously, you know, we need to have some degree of caution, but if you can get people, you know, safely and quickly onto their true gender path, that's got to be happier. There's less baggage. Interesting how that never comes up in the debates on young people. Leave them be. They just wait until they're 18. They wouldn't know. And yet um, all these so-called experts out there, um, you know, don't talk about um, that. the other side of the coin. What happens if you don't um, assist someone who is trans and gender diverse and needs to be their true self um, about that? Um, Got to be... Um, there's plenty of autobiographies that talk about that. Um, Jennifer Spry, Orlando's Sleep, is one from some years ago. 
um, where you sort of feel like you do go through a, a sleep and a reawakening. Maybe Sleeping Beauty isn't just a fairy tale, um, beauty myths aside. Um, also, um, you know, Nevo um, Zezen's book, um, Finding Nevo, that's Nevo, not Nemo, um, you know, talks about the journeys as well. Um, you know, sort of re- being reborn, reawakening, being awake for the first time. Um, it can really um, feel very different. I still remember the first time I went, we'll say beyond a private house, identifying as female. Gosh, it was, you know, a very, it just, it did, I suppose, linking back to feelings, it did feel like a different experience. And people say, how can that be? But you do sort of, you know, you are sort of finally being yourself. And that, you know, it is like changing any habit. It can take effort. And when you've had a habit for 29 years that was forced on you, trying to be a gender you weren't, it can feel different at first. Um, you know, I often say that the period of affirmation, once you've said, look, I have reached a point where I need to be my true gender identity full time, it's a bit like, you know, doing a major maintenance on a computer. You can't keep the system running. This this system will be closed for maintenance from um, 11 p.m. Saturday till 7 a.m. Sunday, that sort of thing. Um, well, it doesn't quite work that way because it takes a bit longer and you can't really just go off to some extent when you've got bills to pay and you know maybe you want to develop your career that sort of thing i think with the increased positivity overall to trans and gender diverse that you know obviously keeping your jobs easy you can um keep your career um sharon wharf a firefighter in the metropolitan fire brigade some years ago you know um they did the sensible thing they put her on lighter duties until things had settled so she still had some work still used her expertise but um, wasn't maybe as on front line and then came back on front line when all felt good. That's a pretty sensible sort of approach. But of course, everyone's an individual. Some people may not need that. Um, so do you need downtime as you're going through the rebirth? Hard one to say, um, you know, um, as to what to do there. Um, yeah, um, no real easy answers when it comes to that sort of thing. Um, yeah, reborn. Um, so yeah, and then, but of course there are always parts of your life and that are there from the first part. It isn't a total rebirth. And if you sadly, you're not getting on with members of family of origin, um, yet you've still got to have some contact with them. That can be challenging as well. But, um, you know, increasingly, of course, more and more family of origin members are, um, you know, sort of rolling along and doing it right. And that makes it easier to keep those parts, some friends may not stay with you in your rebirth. Oh, sadly, I think I've I've lost outright, to be honest, a couple of friends, uh, male friends from the first part of my life because they can't deal with assertive females if we're going to talk about gender. And I've become a more happier and confident person, even if you put gender aside, obviously you can't. And they were getting some advantage of the fact that they could dump their poo on me while not letting you anymore. Sorry about that. No, well, not really sorry. Um, and I think this can happen generally for trans women who maybe lose male friends, but there are plenty of, of course, who don't. Um, they can't handle that rebirth. Um, so, yeah, chauvinism running deep if we're talking, um, you know, what, what can we think about in terms of rebirth? But, of course, with a rebirth comes new things, you know, the life of the caterpillar that becomes the butterfly, so to speak. Um, well, you know, I've had course met lots more wonderful friends people who are really close to who my soul they may not may not be trans that's not the point but they 
are people who, with whom I share common values and other things in common. That's sort of the main thing. So, yeah, lots of um, tracks that we could have played to do with gender. Um, you know, we could have played some obvious ones, um, such as Walk on the Wild Side or perhaps played Jojo by the Beatles, a band talked about Sweet Loretta Martin. Um, but wanted to play some tracks that, yeah, got us thinking about gender um, and just let us our minds wander a bit today. Anyway, better wrap it up and uh, make way for Freedom of Species and the next programs. Um, so <clears throat> if you have any thoughts, once again, you can always um, pop them down on me if you're listening um, during the week or on podcast. Um, you know, out of the pan eight five five at gmail dot com. Text six one four zero one zero seven eight nine eight one. Um, tweet at Sal Gold said so, or um, on Facebook, out of the pan three cr eight five five am Melbourne, or my page as well. Um, and yeah, the last thing I'm supposed to go out with. You can have some fun with gender. I remember a few many years ago when I was still working as a somewhat of a corporate accountant, and one day was out in what I call my money penny gear, as a friend of mine coined it, um, a sort of skirt suit and medium heels. And there was a car trying to do something really silly, and another car driver just started honking at the first one. And there I am trying to look all demure and feminine, and just well to go back to earlier said, "Shut up." The person got off their horn. So, yes, access both your masculine, feminine and all combinations of gender and it can be beneficial. Proves you can have fun with gender um, and, well, um, just to prove that, of course, gender is stereotypical and you can have fun, I'll take it out with this gender classic from Widow Yankovic from the Running With Scissors album and um, the classic track, the truck driving song, bit of a fave. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.